have the most like uh-uh <laughs> opinion about David Lynch. This is gonna it's gonna be like <laughs> cool. <laughs> All right, it is too hot in this hot tub. <laughs> Bye. Uh, not for me. No, I'm out. Not necessarily. I cannot wait to get into talking about this movie. So let's just let's just kick it off. Dive Hello, right, everybody. Welcome to the 500 Greatest Films Podcast. My name is Hector Navarro. Sitting across from me is my good buddy, Mr. Keller Knobloch. Say hi, Keller. I got this cat foot popping yeah. out of there. I'm here. It's like a puppet. <laughs> and cakey. <laughs> Clean your butthole somewhere else, cakey. Hi, I'm God. here too. Okay. Say hi, Keller. I did. Hi. Okay. Uh, and our guest tonight. Hi, um, uh, hi he's, Hector. Hi, Keller. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. Okay. I just wanted to talk to you for okay. a second. Just want to talk to you we for never a catch up. <laughs> we never we never check People in. People do that other. on other podcasts. They're like, how hey, you how are you doing? I know. How's your week? week? You, I yeah. saw you got some arguments uh, on Twitter. Yeah. I saw, honestly, that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how many days am I like, Hector, are you arguing on the internet? Usually, it's you need most to take, I need you to take care of yourself, buddy. <laughs> like, okay. Anytime you it's come hard home, out there. Anytime you come home and I'm on my phone, you're like, or Hector. just angry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or just like Hector's really quiet right now. <laughs> He's over there punching. doing push-ups. <laughs> his punch dancing out his rage in my own home. And stuff yeah. incredibly long. I get real football. mad, but no, Keller looks out for me. But our guest tonight, you know him as this Hector's incredible. Out for all of us. What? I said you're looking out for all of us. I'm trying. Trying Thanks. to educate people, but also I just fuck like them. to I just like to fuck with people sometimes. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Our guest tonight is a uh, fantastic movie guy. I'll take it. <laughs> he's put, also put it on my resume. <laughs> he's also a, a, a host on El Ray Nation on the El Ray Network. In the ranks of movie guys. Movie guys. This he's guy's one of fantastic. the tops. One of the tops. One of the tippy tops. And you've seen him all over the internet, different places. Hyper RPG, uh, Screen Junkies, Collider, Schmodown stuff, all over the place. But I think what's that? I said that he's a he's a host of okay, El Ray Nation I didn't hear it. on the El Ray Network. I'm but I think jealous of your other co-hosts. Most importantly. Our guest tonight is known as the number one Sonic the Hedgehog movie oh, fan. God. I'm talking Cameron Rice is our guest, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Like as much as you like he's, Angry Birds? Bro, he's hella, seen it three hella. times. <laughs> yeah, that's a good analogy. He's seen it three times. He loves Sonic the Hedgehog. Have you really oh, seen God. it three times? No, I saw it once. <laughs> you did see it once? He and saw that it. was too many. Was it too many? Okay. Like, okay, uh, where Which do we put it? Hit me with Tell it. me where you put it. In compared to what? Donuts? Like what we're talking about? Yeah, in compared to donuts. Uh, honestly, donuts better, are... Maybe a little sc- better than plain, not okay. as good as sprinkles. On a scale of one to... On a scale of donuts to getting punched in the face, Wait, where does it land? No, 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 no. What's your top donut? What's your favorite yeah. donut? What's the donut? Oh, I like the... You got like, the 12 assorted, yeah, yeah. and they fucking crushed it. They had everything. Someone called it in early. Uh, which one are you picking? I don't know the exact title of it, but it's like the white uh, frosting glaze with chocolate chips on it. Oh, what's the mm. title of that donut? Mm. It's good. The title. What is its title? Good. I think it's a Duke. Yeah, the, the Duke, Duke uh, as of Donuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As far as I'm, it's a Duke donut. And then like the bottom is a plain glazed. So I guess Sonic is a two. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. So like uh, Jim so Car- like Jim Carrey had some fun. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? What's bad? Be- what's a two? Glazed donut know. hole. Yeah. Glazed donut hole. That's yeah. better than a glazed donut because you get less calories. I think. <laughs> I don't, I don't like know, the way you rank donuts. Sure. You're ranking donuts wrong. I just if like we're counting calories when our donut rankings, then fuck off altogether. <laughs> okay, your your system's wrong. <laughs> I have just really enjoyed 
about making fun of Cameron because he went <laughs> to go see Sonic. And there's like many other movies Here's in theaters a, right now he hasn't seen yet and he feels really bad. <laughs> what movies have you what movies did you forego to see Sonic the Hedgehog? <laughs> I say forego. You forewent them. Bad boys for life. <laughs> They've been foregone. Hasn't seen it. Haven't seen it? Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation but, of But you know, Park. like Cameron's Hasn't seen movie it. collection, we know because he brought the movie yep. with him today. Yep. And the last two times brought the movie with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even a movie he wasn't even on, Casino, Let Us Borrow It. Yeah, Let Blu-ray. Us Borrow It. I think a couple others probably yeah. do. And he's been like, guys, just yeah. fucking text me. Hit me up. Every single time we're like, we can't find it. And he's like, Although I, I didn't have, have Garden State. Yeah. That one I didn't have. Good call. Yeah, good call. Turns out that movie's real bad. Not great. I like the soundtrack. It's the same movie as Joker. And the same director of photography, even. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Lawrence, sure. That's why it's the best part of both of them. Soundtrack mm-hmm. and the way it looks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But not the performance. But Na- Just kidding. But- Zach Brown should have won best actor. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to give a speech about Derry. <laughs> but namely, Fine, do it. Cam, yeah. why did you go see Sonic? Uh, so I was basically, truth be told, it's like uh, it was... The week after, so Emma Fife, former guest of the show. Yeah, he's a second. Uh, we were. I'm really not playing Nintendo going up. <laughs> Had to check out what the competition has yeah, in store. Yeah, like, what's going True. on? <laughs> Is like a what, who's uh, Illumination? Yeah. Is Illumination in trouble? <laughs> Their upcoming Mario film. Yeah. Um, no, because uh, I was going to see Birds of Prey with Emma, and then a, uh, they got together with a uh, like a girls' night out. This is a good reason to not go see. Yeah, and I didn't want to be. Who's like, I'm coming anyway? You said. Um, <laughs> Somewhere else. And then the next week was uh, busy, and then yeah. uh, the week after that, Sonic came out. Mm-hmm. So we went and saw Sonic. <laughs> Hell yeah! And it wasn't good. Super Sonic. But this guy's been is it going. A good kids movie? No, no. Um, no? This All guy's right. been going around wow. at work. At El Rey, telling people I liked it, and because my movie taste is all over the place, enough people are coming up to me going, "Really?" Yeah. <laughs> like I wouldn't be surprised if you liked it. I didn't. Like you can be forgiving of some. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. To me though, it's no better. This is my Sonic review. On this episode. That's it's, what this is. Number episode number four hundred three hundred ninety one. Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic some guy. <laughs> 2020. <laughs> Another rubber vase vehicle for Jim Carrey. Fantastic. No, it's 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 to me it's the same as Albert and the Chipmunks and the Smurfs. And if people like those movies, that's totally fine. Yeah. But it's a similar like ne- hip hop needle drops. That he does a he does the um, one of the Fortnite dances in it and all that kind of stuff. Hell yeah. And it's like it's, the, it's the same. Yeah. And it's the same uh, plot line as Masters of the Universe where it's like without Skeletor. They're going to see like, Master of Disguise and then it's going to be <laughs> excited. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I shouldn't be on this planet. I got to get home kind of yeah. a thing. And yeah. E.T. I know. But because it's a kids, because it's a video game character, a lot of people who had no problem on the internet doing all their squeakwool jokes and everything are yeah. like, this one's pretty good. Is it yeah. Sonic pretty Planet? good. Ah, uh, for five minutes. There's a planet first that Sonic lives on. Like the video game, you see him do the loop de loop. Like first two minutes once? of the movie, he doesn't do any more loop de loops. No, that's the best part of the whole goddamn <sighs> I game. I know, I know. Like I hate when it's like, no, just give me a real long stretch of running. Yeah, not this <laughs> jumping around bullshit. <laughs> so I feel like it's getting a free pass. Also, hey, look, sure. at the end of the day, hey man, just take the work you gotta take. But I'm seeing a lot of people that we know online being like, it's pretty good. By the way, my friends wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> Take the take, you gotta work. (laughs) You gotta do what you gotta do. All right, so Cam is a three timers club. Yep. This is the third time time seeing Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. (laughs) Here's your jacket, bro. 
seen Sonic three times. Just like the it's logo made, for Sonic 3. He's probably going like this or something. Hector just and I, cheaply. neither of us have seen it. And uh, mm-hmm. we're going to continue to pile on. I'm jumping in on this. I it's know. fun. It's fun. I'm know. having a good time. I, I honestly don't know if I will see it. Just because I'm so... I'll see it when it's like on... HBO free or whatever. Yeah. Crack, crackle. Yeah, when it's, it's on, on crackle, Netflix. I don't know. When it's Jerry like... Seinfeld is introing it. <laughs> yeah. What? He's driving Sonic around. Yeah, 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 they want yeah, to talk yeah. about comedy. Yeah. Exactly. He already did it. Ben yeah. Schwartz, I think, did an episode. Oh, perfect. Um, and yeah. he was like, I'm doing a Sonic movie. And yeah. he's like, Jerry we want Seinfeld. better for you. I've been there. B movie. Watch out. People aren't going to like it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, people did. Does the hedgehog <laughs> try to fuck a lady? <laughs> No. Word of advice. No, no. Okay, good, 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 good. It's he different than B doesn't. movie then. Is um, Tails in it? At the uh, end, yeah. At the end. Spoilers. At the end, they're yep. trying for a sequel. Yep. They're probably going to get it. Made yeah. a lot of money. Yeah. True. There's yeah. four Smurfs movies. Mm-hmm. Mm. Are there four or three? Three. Three. Okay. Smurfs, Smurfs 2, and then Gargamel got the a Smurfs, <laughs> The Lost Village. Gargamel's Revenge. Yeah. Not yet. <laughs> yeah. Not but yet. he's just not on Smurfs. Yeah. He's just getting his own revenge. Unlike the tax man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of his tenants didn't pay. Uh, <laughs> oh, I didn't get my 1099 in time. Hank <laughs> Azaria, we love you. Yeah, he's, he's great. Uh, except for when he's not. Um, Cameron, you've been on the show three times. Mm-hmm. I think you might be the first guest. I don't know any other guests so far in 2020. We've only been this third month of the year. that has that. You, I think you're the first three-timers club, no, man. No, that's not true at all. Who? Go look. I'm not going to. Who else? Chelsea was the first episode we did. So the first episode we did was no, the first, three-timers first, club. No, first episode we did was... Um, the Incredibles with uh, Chelsea Pine. No. This year? Oh, the, fir- the yeah, that was... Uh, three-timers club. That's true. Abby did good Wait world hunting. You're right, you're but right. That was last year. You're right. But was Chelsea, was Chelsea on our first year? She was, right? Yeah, sorry. Nope, it's not you. It's Chelsea. You're right. I thought you said the first episode we did I ever, and I'm like... I had more than that, too. It's uh, Ocean's Eleven oh, or Superman Returns with Emma Five. Just click the guest and I, see who, who appears in the three times. I know. Yeah, that's uh, true. But that's a lot of work. It looks like none. Uh, none has had a couple hey, of Hey, we have a spreadsheet that's already above and beyond. Oh, yeah. Great. Totally. You know, none is, yeah. There's, how many? Col- we got five columns on that. Yeah, man. On that bad We boy. got a ton of yeah. stuff. Your name's in one of them. How do there you feel? Is. There we go, right there. There it is. Bloop, bloop. Damn, and looks we're good. Gonna, we're going to be good. filling that in a little bit. So, Cameron, all of this to say, you've been on the show before. You know how it works. I know this shit. First part of the show, Keller's he mocked take. my British accent already. It's yeah. awesome. Awesome. That was the great. Fuck. Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> Sonicy. Sonicy. Not merely a video game. <laughs> <laughs> now a cinematic experience. <laughs> Finally, uh, <laughs> after twenty-five years, the video game movie we've been waiting for it's come to life. It's come. <laughs> Sega. <laughs> Some said he had creepy teeth. <laughs> And then they, thank goodness, changed the design. And then fired all those animators. Sonic again, has the, one of the long write-ups. Yes. The full pagers. The full pagers. Super, like, like in-depth. Honestly, yeah. the production was pretty fucked. Yeah. <laughs> but thank goodness that gamers chimed in and told movie studios what they want, There goes thereby saving the movie itself. Gamers are going to save the world. <laughs> Ready, player one? We are. <laughs> <laughs> that would be how they yeah. that stupid paragraph. <laughs> okay, so uh, the second part of the episode, we're going to ask Cameron to contribute a brand new movie. Very, very excited. But first, Keller, what movie are we talking about tonight? Take it away, my friend. Stuff the British guy. What movie are we talking about? You guys are going to hate this one. For real. I cannot wait. 391. 
Mulholland Drive, 2001. Director David Lynch. Lynch's best work for 15 years, a dark look at the underbelly of Hollywood with enough impenetrability to support 1,000 theories. Hot girls get it on, too. No. <laughs> and then it got to fucking plug it no. with that? That's how it's got to end it? You're kidding me. <laughs> like, at the, that whole thing oh, is so like... There's lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> Major this is boobage. 2001. I mean, this is 2008. Dear God. Wow. That's like a fucking friend's joke. Can I be real? For a minute there, when we were kind of doing the voice and ragging on Empire Magazine in this, you know, 11-year-old, 12-year-old feature, I felt a little bad. I was like, nah, l- listen, it, it, they, they put a lot of hard work into it. But then reading that blurb, having you read that blurb, I'm like, nah, man, that's that's bad. And that's uh, not great. Wow. <laughs> it reinforces the, the dude bro cinema. Wow. That's wild. Yeah. Because it's fine up until then. Yeah. yeah. Very, very accurate. Very on point. Yikes. Jeez, me. man! I told right. you guys, you guys weren't gonna like it, and you guys okay. were like, "That had like a Lynchian twist at the end." Yeah, of it. <laughs> 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 and went real misogynistic. Plus, they they touch boobies. <laughs> like, what? So that you know, the first part didn't interest you about <laughs> it being a labyrinth of Hollywood trust underbelly. Me, trust me, you're gonna want to rent it. You're gonna get it's a boner. You're gonna get a boner. <laughs> oh my! All us Brits popped a little bonies. <laughs> Thanks for using the British yeah. term. That's right, bonies. <laughs> little bonies. Little bonies. Yeah, that's our nickname for Paddington too. Okay. Um, <laughs> little so normally we start with overall takes. Yeah. Kellen and I have never seen this movie. Yeah. Uh, Cameron, you've seen it. You own it. You have the Blu-ray. You brought it over. How many times? Real quick, real quick. What the fuck? Have you seen? <laughs> How many times have you seen it? First this off. would be my sixth. Sixth time. Yeah. So before asking like your overall thoughts, yeah. here's what I want to ask to kind of <laughs> provide some context. First part. Why did you pick this movie? Why, no. Can you tell us why? That's a good question. I actually <laughs> I do, do want to get to that. But Thanks. That's why I said it. Before, okay, Cameron, before you answer, why yeah. did you pick this movie slash? I'm not allowed to drive the boat. What's your take on it tonight? You could drive the boat. I'm just kidding. Here, you're co-captain, baby. <laughs> take the wheel, Jack. You're both doing this. Take the wheel, Jack Sparrow. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> Hey, baby, I'll be the Will Turner to Here's your Jack Sparrow, baby. Hector and I crashed Titanic. We were fighting over the wheel. We ran into the iceberg. That's what happened. I was like, Keller's that an iceberg? Keller's like, full steam ahead. <laughs> I'm the I'll captain. To, I'll try to fucking jump it, dude. Watch, watch. Y'all ever heard of Flip? Yeah, watch it. I'm going I'm to jump this iceberg. Flip squad. RIP, flip squad. Okay. Yeah. So before Cameron answers. Yeah. The why did you pick it? Okay, and and your like and squad. your take on it after watching it six times, like your fresh take tonight. Um, can you tell us what audiences and critics made of this movie when it came out? How it was received? Give us that context. So, how old were you uh, in two thousand one? Um, waiting in line. You're like, oh yeah. man, I, did. I didn't see it in theaters. Yeah. I will say that I didn't see it in theaters. <laughs> I'm fourteen. Yeah, I think yeah, I'm fourteen. Um, I remember so uh, uh, critics. We're really, really into this movie. It was nominated for Best Director. Naomi Watts was nominated. It might have been nominated for Cinematography. Um, and this was when it was still like only like five nominees. I don't think it was mm. Best Picture. Um, and already like pretty... That, this was one of those movies that pretty quickly people were like on board for. Talking about? Yeah, talking yeah. about. Um, it pretty quickly made a lot of lists. Um, mm-hmm. And it was, to some extent, people thought it might be David Lynch. It's also, the, the main thing too is like, so far, it's David Lynch's last movie, I think, shot on film. 
Because mm. after this, he starts doing, he does Inland Empire after this, which is all shot on mini DV cameras. Mm. Uh, and doing these like little short films. And then he comes back with Twin Peaks, which at that point was all shot. Flipbook. Digitally. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I think like David Lynch is an interesting director because he is someone, he was a painter. He went to art school for painting and mm. stuff like that. And That's then, where the hair came from. Um, mm. got into film, um, <clears throat> like around the seventies and then went to AFI and then spent, I think it's five years making Eraserhead. Wow. Damn. Um, and a becomes like this sort of midnight movie sensation and this really kind of big deal. How and do you then, feel about Eraserhead? I love Eraserhead. Okay, cool. I pretty much like David Lynch for me is like I love all of his movies. Is there um, any? Is there any that you don't or any TV I'm or movie? Not, like I'm when not, this says best work for fifteen years. Yeah. What the fuck are they? Are they dissing some shit? Agree or so disagree? So this is what two thousand eight. Are they counting two thousand one? I think they're saying years back from two thousand one. Keller, read it again in your normal. It says, voice. if you can, if you may, please. <laughs> Keller's about may. to have a panic attack. <laughs> Lynch's best work for fifteen years. <laughs> So I guess it could be either way. I don't. I doubt that they would go 15 years back. I think they mean like from 2001. No, I guess from 2008, 15 years prior. Well, it says best work for 15 years. It might be. Yeah. yeah. So, so from the so early I'm, 90s. I would. I think, well, 15 years before this would have been like. Uh, early 90s. It would have been 93. Or isn't that when Blue Velvet came out? Uh, no, Blue Velvet was in the 80s. So he does. So his next film is uh, Elephant Man. Mel Brooks and his After producing partner. Eraserhead? Yeah. Uh-huh. Pick him to do The Elephant Man. Elephant Man gets nominated for Best Picture, Best Director, uh, all this other stuff. His second movie out of the gate. He then does. And he's working with Anthony Hopkins. Like, oh, yeah. And so John he's Hurt. already getting huge pull. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he does Dune. And mm-hmm. Dune does not do well, but that hooks him up with uh, Kyle MacLachlan. You like Kyle MacLachlan's first movie yeah i'm not huge on it i you think a lot of people like all of his movies this is mm. I, I, for the do most not, part do you not include it <laughs> uh only because i think to some extent he was a gun for hire mm. he turned down doing jedi return of the jedi oh to do dune dude that would have been dope. i want to see his ewok there's a great on the internet there's a great story of him talking about meeting george lucas and oh. talking about doing return of the jedi i would want i'm going to look that up because let me tell you something his ewok would have been gross i want weird. a let me, let me, let like me say, seven oh. part yeah series about just the meeting of David Lynch oh, and George Lucas. Great. <laughs> it's got to be animated. Yeah, so I'm thinking um, like like a Wookiee. It's like Chewbacca, but like like ah. something like that. <laughs> just I don't, to scare him. I don't know what that is. <laughs> George, what the fuck are you talking about? Just Ewok smoking yeah. cigarettes. Um, but after after uh, Dune, he done does Blue Velvet. Okay. And he follows up Blue Velvet with then gets to do Twin Peaks and it kind of goes from there. So I'd say the, the only TV series, yeah. the only David Lynch that's like really him that I'm not the biggest on is Lost Highway, which he does okay. before Inland Empire. And Lost Highway uh, feels like kind of a dry run. A lot mm. of the ideas he ends up playing with in um, Mulholland, Mulholland yeah. I think he was doing in uh, Lost Highway okay. and perfected it okay. in Mulholland. Just to circle back real quick to the Star Wars thing. If you had asked me in 2015, yeah. I would have been like, listen, here's what kind of director we need on Star Wars. J.J. Abrams. Very straightforward, you know, very like adventure action movie guy. But since The Last Jedi came out and then Rise of Skywalker came out, I'm like, you know what? A director like Orion Johnson. You got to get someone. Who's just playing with myth. Who's just like vague yeah. on purpose. Like th- that to me is the best Star Wars. And so, yeah, that would have been dope. And so, to me, I'm I think... I'm very interested to see yeah. this Dune now. Yeah, I, wa- I haven't seen it yet. My plan is to wait for the new movie to come out, watch that, then watch uh, Lynch's Dune, then read the book. That's my plan. Are that's you how pumped, I, Cameron? It's not a bad plan. That's how I want to experience mm-hmm. it. You pumped for new Dune? Very. 
I love you're, Villeneuve. You're, I you're, love Denny Villeneuve. Yes, uh, but are you a big Dune? Have you read the book? Do you care I about Dune? I read the Dune? first book, okay. and I'm good there. I just read the second book. It's good. It's really short. Oh. I, I know there's, it's like a whole series, and I've just had yeah. no... I just haven't really had a pool. Like sure. I felt yeah, like yeah, Dune yeah. was such a complete, Fair. like... Yeah. And, and that, that's, that's a good, good. like... That's uh, what I'm hoping for Villeneuve mm-hmm. to, like, get me in, and, and I'll be like, dude, I'm going to read all of them after I see the new... It's not going to do that. You're not going to do that. I, uh, <laughs> we'll see. Listen, man, I was never a Blade Runner guy, and I sw- I'm serious. Blade Runner 2049 made me You're go, like, read the book. I like this. Blade Runner or sure. Dune? You're going to read, read the book? I'll read it. I'll read it. But let me get that Villeneuve movie out first. Mm-hmm. Let me get that score. Then I'll read the book to that. Honestly, yeah. December. Yeah. Who fair? Yeah, right. Yeah. So, yeah. so then, so now we're kind of up to Mulholland Drive about in his career. Would you say? Yeah, and okay. the, so the reception was very good. Okay, for the movie. Interesting. Um, I think. Um, you know, I think Ebert was even really into it, and Ebert was not really huge on Blue Velvet. Mm. Uh, I don't think he liked. Wild at heart. I think he found that some of Lynch's stuff was like unnecessarily mean, and mm. but I think Mulholland Drive. He was like, oh, I'm on board. <laughs> like, Interesting. This the one. Roger Ebert didn't like Bad Boys too. Well, it's he also it was, about Hollywood. Is this his only movie about Hollywood? That's what I was going to ask. Because it's like, um, no wonder you got his yeah. best direction. Because um, it's like, yeah, it might, it might be. They love yeah. any movie. It's that like, yeah, Targo. On it even at all, Hollywood loves Argo. Hollywood loved The Artist. Hollywood loves movies that Bowfinger. The Not La that La those Land. aren't all great movies, La La Land, but movies that can like. That speak to to living in Los Angeles, entertainment industry, blah 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 mm-hmm. blah. Like, not saying that Mulholland yeah. didn't doesn't deserve the attention and praise it got, but I'm saying maybe that was the thing that made Roger Ebert be like, okay, I connect with this, I get it. But he doesn't like mean shit. He didn't like Bad Boys too because he thought it was like mean spirited. He jokes. doesn't like horror movies or like really mm-hmm. like gra- ag- aggressive mm-hmm. slasher films. He didn't like. So then that's kind of the context. It seems like it's really well received. Yeah. So now and even in that time now to now it's yeah. like. BBC, I think like two years ago, said yeah. it's the best movie of the 2000, since 2000. That's wild. Um, I'm like, it made Hot like, Rod came out. <laughs> like, what are you guys, what are you doing, BBC? They're not watching movies. Like, um, McGruber. They don't know what the fuck they're talking I about. I think uh, it also made... Um, Wait, I can't remember what the list is called at the top of my head, but it is... Um, Whatever the list was that came out again like two or three years ago that uh-huh. made it to it's a British list where Vertigo was the now Empire number one movie and took off Citizen Kane. Yeah. Um and Mulholland Drive was very high in that list too. You said top and then, twenty, yeah. And then the Criterion D Blu ray came out. So I think people were despite the fact that it, it did very well and was very well received, I think on top of the fact that Lynch was returning with Twin Peaks, people started to reevaluate the work once again and rediscover and really like fall in love again with Mulholland Drive. So to Keller's question. How come you picked this movie when we must have shown you the 2020 movies for our podcast at some months and months ago or last right, year? Right. Why Mulholland Drive? And then also, how do you feel about the movie now? You've seen it six times. Right. Just what's your, your like take on it? Ugh, my honest answer is, is <laughs> my honest jerky answer yeah. is because Lynch is so interpretive. Yeah. And so and you wanted to watch us suffer a little bit. No, no, no. Oh. I was worried any other guest would have come on who oh. is not into that and would have just <laughs> made fun of the movie. Well, that's fair. That's and because, I kind of wanted to be. I, I kind of wanted to do the thing of coming on and being like, "It's okay to not understand the movie, sure, but there's you're, stuff to talk about." You're going to bat for your thing. Yeah, that I, that's a great strategy. That's a great strategy. I like to point to um, the movie Sideways. Mm. Great movie, and we had a great guest on Eric Calderon. And when we were watching the movie, we were sort of like poking fun at it a little bit or, you know, kind of like we were doing tonight, Mystery Science Theater 3000. Sure, sure. Just like talking and kind of, you know, but we were into it. But Eric, at one point we were watching the movie, was like, 
he was like, I know you guys are laughing, but I'm kind of really into this. And, well, and we actually, were like, and then he broke it down. Yeah. And he's like, I well, he, say he broke down. I was no, like, oh my God. That's crying. Like, <laughs> you guys are mean. We no. were all really drunk. We had because, a lot of wine. Because <laughs> Eric wants, I mean, we love Eric because he, ex- he, he basically explained Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon to us. Mm. All of this context, the cultural context that, you know, so he's broken our brains with that before. So then he starts telling us about Sideways and we're, uh, Keller and I are like, oh, f- this is fucking amazing. Like, this is brilliant. Yeah, so, yeah. So I, totally understand the you wanting to make sure that that this movie has uh, a fan of it because this movie is not it's not for it's, everybody it's not for first-time viewers well and i feel like that's sort of my three films have been not for everybody's which mm. are deer hunter history violence and now this i'll give you that yeah. <laughs> i'll say out of those three deer hunter like, is the most for everybody yes deer hunter yes, is the most that's one of the best one, picture you got out Al- accessible al pacino yeah you got al pacino i almost said you got margot robbie deer <laughs> hunter's dope i almost said it yeah <laughs> Um, so, to go back a little bit, yeah, yeah. uh, to reverse the same way that sort of Sonic, when he charges up and goes, I don't have to explain it to you. This is going to yeah, be my yeah, whole yeah. year. You know how it goes. <laughs> you know how it goes, dude. And he gets a coin. You know how it goes. A, a ring. The rings. The ring. Sorry. I'm going to be controversial. Those, those games aren't good. <laughs> <laughs> the whole point of the game is speed. Yeah. You can't get more than two feet without bumping into something sharp and <laughs> losing all your point. coins. Like, I can't imagine any other game where it's like, it'd be like Portal, but your Portal gun goes a foot. <laughs> the best music <laughs> it's is... Like, uh, it's the point of the game. Yeah. The best part's the music. But yeah, the music. Green But zone. also that's true yeah. for pretty much any of those games. So, Cam, you said that this movie is yeah. <laughs> all about interpretation. Yes. I think so, all of Lynch, for the most part. Yes. Uh, again, except for like... Elephant Man, Dune, and even Straight Story, which there's still exactly some what this artistic <laughs> things. <laughs> but I think because Lynch comes from the world of like paint, art, uh, painting, and art, he's um, an artist. He's also very big on uh, meditation. He talks about meditation mm. a lot. He wrote a book about meditation. Mm. He's very big on, um, especially for this movie, he's Dreams. very big on dream logic and yeah. dream sequences and yeah. dream um, imagery. Uh, what does imagery mean and all these other things? So. Uh, he is, uh, he's a filmmaker that it, to some extent is not made for an audience that is used to binge watching TV shows. Totally. And he's, and he's not made for an audience that is used to like straightforward story. No, I think he's, you know? I think he's very interested in story. I don't think he's interested in plot. Yeah. I absolutely. think as far as plot, all of his movies, as plot goes, it's like uh, a character has to get from A to B. This is the obstacle. That's it. And then yeah. we'll otherwise kind of play with. Yeah. Because he's he's talked about like uh, so um, a big example of he's very big into like finding stuff on the day and mm. what's happening on the set. So a perfect example of that. And it's a pretty famous story. But um, in Twin Peaks, they were shooting the pilot, and in shooting the pilot, uh, a crewman was accidentally caught in a mirror of one of the scenes, mm. and they caught it. And they were like, "Well, we got to go back and reshoot the scene." And David Lynch was like, "No, cast him, put him in the show. That's Killer Bob. He is the main killer on the show now." Is this oh my crew member Gosh, who accidentally weird. appeared in the mirror of a shot, and David Lynch was just like, "That's looks haunting. Keep him. We're gonna use him." Whoa. And the guy ended up. He's like long hair, interesting looking dude, but he was just like uh, worked on the crew, Whoa. and because of this moment. And so David Lynch is very big on like, if something happens on the set, yeah, use it. You're feel inspired. It, this, that, and yeah. the other, be inspired. He was also um, still in charge of craft services, though, so he was pulling <laughs> double yeah. duty. They held cuts, and then they were <laughs> yeah, like, where's yeah. my coffee? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Run away, Mr. Lynch. Oh. I told you I needed it an hour ago. Um, so that's sort of the stuff he's uh, yeah. he likes to play with. So how much of Mulholland is in the script? How yes. much of it was found on the set yes. on the day? Interesting. How much of it is just like dreams he had in the months he's mm-hmm. making the movie? Uh, the interesting thing about Mulholland was originally it was a TV pilot. 
Really? It was a television pilot that then didn't get picked up, and he was able to get the rights back to it, and then the last chunk of the movie and then some stuff in the middle, he went and filmed, and that's the movie. Whoa. But I think a lot of people end up putting, and that's a very interesting story. I think a lot of people put too much into that Mm -hmm. as to explain like, oh, well, that's why this and this and this doesn't make sense because that would have been explained in a later episode. And I'm like, no, No. I think there's, it's all intentional. Because he's so meticulous with his editing and shit anyway. He's very meticulous. I think the thing a lot of people can misunderstand about Lynch is I think a lot of people who uh, will watch it kind of just go, it's weird shit on the screen for the Mm -hmm. sake of weird. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And I think because he has this art background, everything is very intentional. Everything is very much there. Mm -hmm. For a reason. Now he the, might not tell choices. you the reason. And it might just be in his head. Like he just yeah. like it. That's the way it is. F- right. In his head. Are you sure you want this cup, Mr. Lynch, for Does the this scene? Does this lady need to yes. have weird fucking blue hair? Yes. Yes. Okay. Like I totally buy that. And there's I a, totally there's believe a, it. There's a great behind the scenes feature on the new Twin Peaks where, and it's very revealing. Um, in that uh, it shows like there's moments where. Uh, they're talking to him in pre-production. They're like, okay, we only have this lodge for five hours. And he sits there and goes, why do we only have it for five hours? Mm-hmm. We have this, that, and the other. And they're like, well, that's all we could get and blah, blah, blah. And you just see him get so mad. And he goes, what if I find stuff on the day? Mm-hmm. What am I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, we only have it for five hours. We can try and get the actors. And he goes, you know what? Get the set. It's not going to be done in five hours. I'm mm-hmm. telling you that right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So there is this sort of uh, interpretation. But... He's also known for being um, great, like his actresses, all of his actresses. There was a video, I think, right before Twin Peaks came out of like actresses talking about working with David Lynch. Wow. It was Naomi Watts, Laura Dern. Laura Dern's worked with him the most. Yeah. Like from. She did Blue Velvet, right? Blue Velvet up to uh, the most recent Twin Peaks. Uh, Naomi Watts and Patricia Arquette. Mm -hmm. And they're talking about like what's it like working Mm -hmm. uh, with him and very like loving. And uh, Isabella Rossellini. Uh, they were married, and she still will talk very openly and lovingly about like, oh, David, his art, his work. Mm-hmm. Da, da, da. Um, and there's also a degree, too, is like a lot of people, I think, misinterpret being a fan of his work is people pretending to be smart. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. Is that thing of like, you think you got it. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's the thing is like, I think uh, Lynch's stuff can be very puzzly and very, uh, there's a lot of elements to it. But I think like there's no interpretation that's necessarily wrong. I'll give you that. There are popular interpretations, but I'm very comfortable saying I don't know what the fuck happened, and I enjoyed myself. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I I think that knowing that he has I a know pa- enough of what happened. Yeah, knowing that he has a painter background it's again. Like the ending of Lost. Let's <laughs> very different. <laughs> ending kidding. of Lost is very overexplained. It's very straightforward. But that's a good that's a good example in that. Again, to compare two uh, directors, Abrams and Johnson, Ryan Johnson and J.J. Abrams, they did the same thing. They did, both did Star Wars. They did the same thing. Yeah. But one was, I think, more, even though Abrams is known for Mystery Box, I feel like he is more like like straightforward and, and what's on the screen is on, the, you know, where, yeah. whereas Ryan Johnson, I think, was a little bit more comfortable playing with interpretation. Interpretation. Yeah. Um, and he had the he had the Empire movie. He had the tough one where it's like we gotta figure out do a cave, whatever. Anyway, um, what I want, wanted to ask is, or at least when you told me painter background, that made me go, okay, yeah. He, then he approaches film in, as an artist versus as a okay. I have a story that I want to tell, and I want to convince yeah. an audience that this is really happening, and I want to grab them in that way. I want to you know I yeah. want to relate to them in that way. I want them to feel as though film is a documentary, which is another legit valid uh, approach to movie making. But and no, I, you I, get it or you don't. And I think that's the thing. I think he approaches 
his films as he wants you to feel something. Yeah. Oh, it might not make sense. Yeah. But did you feel something? Yeah. Did you did something grab you? Yeah. And I think that's how he tends to approach a lot of his work. Um, is in that sort of sense of like, did you feel something? And I think also he he's very interested in if you watch any more of his work, a lot of similarities start to come up. And there's it's general it's not so much plot elements, but it's idea elements. Mm. I think he's big on ideas. So in this movie, and it's in um, a lot of his work, especially Twin Peaks, uh, dual identities, mm-hmm. doubles, mm-hmm. Um, good and evil, what is good, what is evil. Also, even something as simple as like a blonde hair and a brunette. Mm-hmm. He plays with that a lot in his films. Mm-hmm. Um, this sort of idea of like what is identity, what is the self. Uh, and then also, again, like the dream logic stuff that is all through most of his work. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially, yeah, like Twin Peaks. Blue Velvet, all these, and especially in Blue Velvet, that's where you see like it's very, like Norman Rockwell. The movie opens with this very Norman Rockwell kids playing on a lawn and a, a fireman waving at the kids as he's going down the street. See the fireman or a mailman, and then the camera zooms down. And you see like worms and maggots in the dirt. Nice. And then you see like a severed finger sitting on the ground. So it's this like great the underworld that's sitting on your perfect picturesque yeah kind of world. That's great. Um, what would you say is the generally thought of, accepted, agreed upon? interpretation of this movie or at least talk about some of the things that you this said movie, you have an, and then what's your like interpretation of it well, so the interpretation i roll with yeah and so, so i mean obviously we're talking about the movie with spoilers if anybody thinks this sounds interesting oh, yeah, that's what this <laughs> yeah. thing is yeah and, and, has, and it's like that sounds interesting uh so the interpretation i roll with is the first uh two hours is all a dream hmm and that's why it's very idyllic. It's shot very differently. It's very bright. Everybody's a little fake. Everyone's a little fake. It's yeah. very movie. Everyone's yeah. very movie. Everyone's Everyone, too nice. Everyone's like, well, sure. Oh, it's just very like, oh, shucks kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, she gets off the bus and immediately she's got an audition. And immediately she nails that audition and all these other things. Yeah. Um, and I think the movie is not in chronological order. Mm. I think that's the biggest thing. So oh, the no. last 20 minutes is the reality yeah. of the movie. Yeah. Which is Naomi Watts plays a woman named Diane. That's the reality. Who is in love with Camilla, who's an actress. Who's an actress. They're both actresses. And then who Camilla like leaves her because they're together. Yes. They, they're they, they're having an affair or sleeping together or girlfriends or whatever, for a male director played by Justin Theroux. Yes. Who is uh, reprising his role in from every movie he's ever been in, <laughs> <laughs> even Wonderlust. DJ, yeah, especially Wonderlust with your pages and your beepers and your Game Boys. <laughs> Same your exact character. Fax machines. And your fax machines and your pagers. Um, and your so Camilla leaving her for him, she, uh, Naomi Watts' character still gets invited to like a Hollywood party. Yes. And she goes and takes a, 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 a limo up to the Hollywood Hills and goes and gets taken to this party. Yes. And is introduced to Justin Thoreau's mom, Cookie, and a bunch of people at the party, a cowboy walks in the back. All these things that she's like, and she's losing it because Camilla's about to announce it's like she's engaged with... Possibly. Well, the thing or is, pregnant though, or I don't know something. I, I think it's the. I, I think engaged is not wrong, but yeah. I think she doesn't fully lose it until she sees Camilla kissing a younger, other-looking woman. And we were like, oh, yeah. did they even kiss? Or they, again, is this just Diane's mind, where yeah. any young woman who comes up and like, hey Camilla, I gotta tell you something. Like, and it was like talking to Camilla. Yes. All of a sudden, Diane, Omi Watts, sees them making out very passionately, and she's, and that's when she starts like, you know, tear crying, crying yeah. and. 
and holding it together. And then we see scenes that involve Diane hiring a hitman to kill Camilla. And the hitman goes, when you see this blue key, if it's where I tell you it's going to be, yep. uh, you'll job. know the job is done. The job is done. And so again, this is chronological uh, as things go. This is not how it's presented in the film. Right. So then uh, the... Wakes up one morning in her apartment. So uh, she go, she wakes up in her bed after mm-hmm. she is within the dream told by the cowboy time to wake up. Because the second scene in the movie, mm-hmm. after the dancing scene, the second scene is a point of view of someone's face hitting the pillow and going to yeah. sleep. Yeah. Um, and so then she wakes up, and when she wakes up, the blue key is sitting, in, implying the job is done. So Camilla's dead. Camilla is dead, it's, and yeah. then Diane commits suicide. Yep. Uh, so with the dream is therefore that, and, and also it's important to note that in the diner sequence, mm-hmm. uh, when she's hiring the hitman, she sees a man uh, paying for his uh, food, his yeah. meal. Yeah. This is someone we see earlier in the film. Who's um, talking about dream logic, being in that diner, Dream logic, that man. being in that diner, but also saying you were standing right there and you were thinking this because he is saying what Diane is thinking, seeing Whoa. him. And, and what was it that he said? You, uh, were, you were just over there standing and you looked worried. Yeah. And then we see Diane at that seat looking, seeing the guy yeah look and looking worried. at him yeah and is that her paranoia and what is and so what is the creature behind the diner is it her guilt is mm. it an interpretation of uh that this winkies is evil because that's where she asked for this to happen mm. so then the dream becomes the hit doesn't work yeah and that she then becomes this person that is taking care of mm-hmm. camilla camilla yeah she uh, becomes this new persona, Betty. She becomes. She's taking care of per- Betty, perfect blonde Betty. Yep, she's take. And so, as Betty, she is now taking care of um, the Camilla, uh, the Camilla dream. And you start to slowly see all the other things and some of the things that come up that people are like, "Well, how does this tie in?" Uh, and only I think once you realize all this and watch the movie a second time, it's also again the dream logic that the only way. Diane could not have gotten these roles is that if there was an outside force mm. making it that she couldn't get these roles. Yeah. She's so this, talented. This Italian She's mobster. So good. Yeah. There must be other things that play. There's, There's a, a weird conspiracy. Wow. Why she's not getting these roles. Mm-hmm. And she's losing out now to this younger mm-hmm. self. Well, she's also just losing... She's losing her grip on reality. Because losing her grip on reality. Um, my favorite sequence is the... Uh, I think the audition sequence is amazing. Where oh, where she because that's like again, find it on the day. Where again, Naomi Watts yeah. just crushes it in an audition with the guy with that the one creepy scary because man. you get to yep. see first her doing the read through. Yes, with and, com- with Rita, and it's fine, but yeah. it's kind of stilted and, and it's they're kind, kind of, of playful. They're kind of playful, and then you see her really do it. Yeah, and it's great. Naomi Watts has deserved the nomination she got. Yeah, she did. She She's was amazing. Uh, and I love, and I think this is uh, to me, it's the Rosetta Stone of the movie a little bit is um, the uh, nightclub sequence with the silent uh, singing. Silencio. Silencio. Oh. Uh, because, and this is probably the only time you have a character say, to some extent could be saying, this is what the movie's about, uh-huh. is you have this uh, presenter come out and basically go, this is illusion, it's yeah. fake, yeah. none of it is real, yeah. but still it's- having the main characters break down and crying. So therefore the interpretation could be, Movies are fake. Movies are real. Well, breaking but down movies, and crying. Movies are fake. Movies uh, are, are illusions. Are illusions. The feelings are real. Pre-recorded, but the feelings are real. Yeah, yeah. 
And then that singer even passed out. That woman who was lip syncing, we learned lip syncing, passes out, gets dragged away by two men, and yet the show must go on, and the, us in the audience or the women in the audience are still moved to tears. Yes. And I think that ties into some of the, the thematics, uh, the, the, some of the thematic nature of like women who go into entertainment are oftentimes taken advantage of, worked really dip like and if i'm wrong because the perspective is from naomi watts's character who like within the real world kind of establishes maybe she's not that good of an actor so that's like her perspective is no like like we're her point of view is she's amazing right her point of view is she's amazing her point of view is that that men might take advantage of her because when she goes into that first audition that guy's really creepy that she's acting with and yet what does she do she grabs his hand and puts it on her butt yeah and kisses him a little and like gets into it and then when she leaves they all go wow she was amazing but that still shows this this environment where it's like this might not be super healthy this might not be great yeah and i think that's the thing is like i think a lot the first time watch of this movie i think can throw people off because i think a lot of people could watch the first chunk the mm-hmm. first two hours and think like things feel kind of stilted and stagey and yes this, that, and the yes, other. yes yes i felt that and yeah. i think it's not until you kind of understand like oh and, and i also want to make because i know a lot of times sometimes if something is revealed to be a dream or a fake out that mm-hmm. can feel really cheap yeah unearned and i think the big reason that ends up happening in a movie that it could feel that way is like I look at something like uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween Two, where the first twenty minutes is a dream, mm. and you just end up kind of going like, "Well, what was the point, mm-hmm. other than to fake me out? Mm-hmm. Like, other than to make me go, okay, I guess that didn't happen." This feels like it's there to because if it was told chronologically, mm-hmm. if you'd watched like everything chronologically, and she goes to sleep, and then the dream happens for two hours, and then she wakes up, and the deed is done, I don't know if the movie would have the power it has. But I think this version of it point. and having the dream be the way it is tells you a lot about the character. Because if you break down chronologically the real stuff, you then have to work backwards, not in a bad way, and go, okay, what's the dream this person would have? Yeah, You're so in love with someone. You think you're being replaced. You yeah. think you're not getting your shot. You go so far as to have this love of yours killed. Mm-hmm. What's the dream you have? And the dream is... They survived. Is, they, sur- they, they bumbled it. I'm her savior. Yeah. I'm an amazing actress. And we, we we're in this love. together. Yeah. We're in this together. She helps me. I'm going to help her. Yep. Yeah, man. Yeah. And when they, when they like had made love, when they finally like have sex and, and, and Naomi Watts' character tells you, I'm in love with you. Like we're rooting for her character at that point in the yes. movie first yeah. time through. Mm-hmm. But I can imagine now seeing that scene again. It's so sad. Cause you're like, dude. Oh yeah. No, like you, you're, you got your heart stomped on. Oh yeah. You know, that's pretty brutal. Um, yeah, that that I I think I agree with your with the take that you roll with. I think I, I want to read that. more. I do too. Takes. It's a great, and that's why I, I really love the reason I love David Lynch's films too. Is I feel like they are because he never answers these things. Uh-huh. He never is like right. openly like you got it. <laughs> yeah, because there's no one, walks away. There's no one right answer. There's no one right answer, and I, I think and I think that's why maybe people will think, oh, he just does weird shit for the sake of weird right. shit. Well, I wonder how much he like lets himself think about it though. Like after he's done, mm-hmm. like because so much of it is finding it on the day. Like even if something is weird and doesn't make sense, he's like, well, it, we felt it on the day. Yeah, that's what I got. So, yeah, like, and, and I think there's there can be a lot like uh, like and there's stuff where it's like I I don't know the old people showing up again at the end. I'm not sure what that represents. <laughs> I I don't know. Like six time watching it, I'm just I love like them. I is this your dream breaking into the reality? They're the swing dancing couple at the beginning, though, right? They're with her at the beginning on the on they're the like, airplane, and they're on the airplane with and her. And they say, "Good luck in your audition." Yeah, that's the old couple, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But that's the one who shows up later, right? Yeah, yeah. 
And those little, those little like. But they're the swing dancing couple at the beginning, also. No, that's the younger versions of them. No, May- I don't think may- so. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. I never well, thought that because possible. that's the that's the time the timeline works out. But again, it's is the nineties. You forget, Keller. Swing was back in a big bad way. But they the were 1990s. dressed like from the fifties. Yeah, that's and then it cuts. That did happen. Ever heard have of the guys, Mighty Mighty Boss Tones? Have bro? you guys watched yes. Swingers yet? Smash swingers mouth? on this list. <laughs> swingers. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Swing Kids um, is it actually? <laughs> uh, okay, so anything new for your sixth time watching tonight? And no, actually, a- another thing that yeah, I yeah. wanted to ask, if you want to answer that as well as this, what was it like watching with two people who've never fucking seen this movie? Annoying. Uh, no, 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 no. Honestly, like to me, like this is not. This is uh, the only thing I said before the movie started is because I know occasionally, like, and I've been guilty of it. Is like t- taking out the Hector's phone, on his phone, taking right out now. the phone to like look over <laughs> I'm, something. I'm real muting quick. my phone. T- taking kidding. out the phone to look over something real quick. And the thing is, because his work is so interpretive, yep. and visual and logic based, and things will go from from one scene to a completely like in like mm-hmm. there's no logic to the to some of the way that the scenes move. But yes, you're right. Go on. And, and so I think, uh, but no, I I I I enjoyed it because it was I was waiting to see what the reactions were going to be to certain scenes. Like, like what? Um, the 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 so so the first time I saw this movie, the um, singing sequence made me cry. Really, like, I love that at sequence. the end of the film. No, 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 no. Uh, the the nightclub sequence. Yeah, the nightclub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. She wow. is so good. Yeah, yeah. I find that really moving, and I love that idea of like this is illusion, but you're still. Moved. What you're feeling is what you feel. Yeah. Um, so I was very interested to see what you guys were going to think of that. What you guys were going to think of when Naomi Watts does wake up. Wow. And like as her secondary mm-hmm. character. Yeah. We. I mean, just dude. lots of what the fucks. Lots of lots of what the fucks. fucks. And Hector asking a lot of like, okay, yeah. So this is <laughs> it. So this is it. So this is it. And then I would say, I think this hey is man, it. you could tell me to shut up if this is, if this no, is part no, of no. it. Yeah. The one thing I did is like the first ten minutes I did say like let the movie wash over you for yep. a little yep. bit yep. because um, I think a lot of people can also get into Lynch thinking it's because I had I have friends that did this mm-hmm. uh, in high school and college mm-hmm. they would start watching Twin Peaks and they're like I'm taking notes and uh, like mm-hmm. first episode and I'm like mm-hmm. well you're not really watching it then mm-hmm. you're looking at like. You're watching it the same way people watch top ten bloopers. Like, yeah. you're looking for like a boom mic or something. Yeah. Like, you're not really watching the thing. You gotta let it like yeah. flow over you for a little bit before you start jotting down like, is that the killer? <laughs> Question yeah. mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an excellent point. Um, okay, Keller. What? Never having seen it. Overall thoughts. Mulholland Drive. Uh, oh man. Like, how do you have overall thoughts on this? Right. Like, <laughs> I guess just your thoughts right now. I don't know. What are you feeling? I did. I did like this movie. Okay. I do. Ha- I don't know if I want to see this movie again, but I do mm-hmm. have to see this movie again. <laughs> I think you. I think I have to give it at least has, one more run through to see. Chelsea seen it. I don't think so. Huh. So yeah. Yeah. I think you let it sit with you, and, and again, like my interpretation. If you watch it and you're like, I don't get that. I get this. No, now. I get it. Sure. That makes sense. Yeah. And I think if you, if that's the interpretation you go in with, watching it is like a whole different like. You're oh, like oh yeah, that guy's I believe that guy's it. There, da, da, yeah, da. totally, totally. Um, I think I'm on the same page as Keller. I think that that the movie was legitimately interesting the entire time. There's no at no point am I like oh okay, okay. okay. so this right. is what this is or am I ever bored or am I ever like okay let's move on to the next like I'm like this scene is yeah. done at no point like scenes could keep going and I'm like this is fascinating this is so interesting right I, I also did have if I'm being honest I had fun not necessarily trying to solve the movie but trying to figure out 
or just trying to figure out how I felt and if that's what David Lynch wanted me to. The, you know what I mean? You, if oh, yeah. A lot of this movie, yeah. you don't know how you feel. Right. Well, Starts I, one way and it changes during the scene itself. And I think there's a lot of like, David Lynch has a lot of really funny comedy in his movies mm-hmm. that I think people don't know how to interpret. Goes like, right you know, over Like there. the espresso scene. Yeah. <laughs> just like, <"Bleh."> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I would love to watch Eraserhead with you guys because yeah. there's a similar yeah. scene in Eraserhead where it's like, there's like these little chickens and they're like, we got to make, we got to eat chicken. And it's like these little roasted chicken bodies and they start cutting it and like I don't know if it's puppetry or whatever but the legs start moving and sprouting blood at the bottom and then like the mom character's like what's it all mean I don't know but it's amazing you have to watch the monkey thing immediately after we finish I, I go watch it with thing? Abby I'll watch it's that so I, I really enjoy it's, it's even like before we got into like Casper Hauser uh, director um, Herzog. Herzog. Werner Herzog stuff. I had known of Werner Herzog just as like a personality, just like it's as a, a real life Tompkins character. Yeah, yeah as a real yeah. life person. And I've always enjoyed Werner Herzog. So like it was fun to see his movies knowing like, oh, here's a guy who I know that I like him as a man in the real world. Oh, yeah. And now I get to experience his art. I've always appreciated and liked David Lynch clips of his interview, like whatever, whenever he actually pops up on camera whether it's behind the scenes stuff for his things or what yeah. or interviews or whatever. I'm like, this guy seems really cool. I, I, in, I enjoyed watching this movie, but it did gave me a taste. It gave me a taste of like, here's maybe what David Lynch is about. And as you might've guessed it, probably not something Hector's going to vibe with hundred <laughs> percent of the time. But I will say this more so than watching this movie again. I am more interested in watching his other movies. Oh, yes, yeah, definitely. I cannot wait to get to other Lynch movies on this list. I want to see his Dune movie again after the new one. I want I want me to experience Dune for the first time with Denis Villeneuve, and then go back and see David Lynch's Dune, and and I want to see Eraserhead, and I, you know I want to see. I think I at some point in my life I'm going to do Twin Peaks. Like I think I'm going to watch it. So I'm you know uh, yeah. I think the best thing is to me. I don't think it's bad to go into just don't binge it. Like, yeah. No. If, no. No. If you go from to like. After this, if you go to like, let's say, Blue Velvet, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then go to like Elephant Man, mm-hmm. like something that's a little more. Do you want to see what's next on the list? What uh, other Lynch wise? Yeah, let's oh, see. Oh, so he's multi. He's on multiple. Oh, bro. Okay, good. Elephant Man I, is I'm actually very happy with on that. it. I yeah, think Blue Velvet is which, for sure. Which on it. which do you think? Oh, he's got four on there. Elephant Man is Eraserhead and Blue Velvet. So that's the order. Is it? Well, we're gonna see Elephant Man next, then Eraserhead, then Blue Velvet. Blue Velvet's number eighty-five. In the top 500 greatest movies of all time, so that's how Oof. I'm going to experience it. I mean, should I skip ahead and do Blue Velvet and then just rewatch it again in uh, seven uh, years? Honestly, <laughs> well, here's the deal. Like, here's the thing. Like, I think something like this, it's not terrible. You have two choices: yeah. either A, you can have the initial "here's the first time watch" on the show always, or yeah. you can have the thing we're talking about, where it's like, is it better to have Seen watched it, it and then do a second that I've watched all, like right that right. I know are coming up later? Just cause. sure, but are they weird? Artsy. That's the thing. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. the first reaction, the how, first how interpretation, and all that kind of stuff. I mean, uh, Blue Velvet is a little less uh, obtuse, I would say. Mm-hmm. It's a fairly more straightforward. It's a little more straightforward. It's still mm-hmm. very odd and has a lot of the like 50s and stuff like that. We should try but, a David Lynch as a second watch since there's so many of them. Yeah. We'll pick them. one of them at least to watch ahead of time, ahead of a time. few years ahead of time. That's cool. Um, Wild at Heart's really good. Wild at Heart's, um, lo- that's him, uh, Nicolas Cage, and Laura Dern. Oh, okay. Oh. Uh, Dern. I love Laura Dern. Diane Ladd was in it, and I think she was nominated for that one as well. Maybe nice. Laura Dern might have been too. Um, nice. But that's another, like, and that's the thing is, like, I, like all of his work is very interesting. It's, it's 
once he does like Twin Peaks, uh, Mulholland, mm-hmm. Inland Empire, those are the things that are more like, and uh, Lost Highway, where there is like a degree of like, ooh, what's this actually like mm-hmm. saying or what's it about? And like Eraserhead, uh, seemingly the agreed upon interpretation is like the fear of fatherhood. Mm-hmm. Like he started making it when he found out uh, he was going to be a dad. Oh. And it is like this like very weird fucked up movie about like, <laughs> And he made this like puppet that represents the baby and it's, and he's still never told anybody how he made it. It looks like it's probably like, <laughs> like a calf fetus. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's nuts. It's nuts. And he made it at the AFI Institute. He made it there. Like they have a barn. Like that's where he made it. Ugh. I got to find this barn. Yeah. <laughs> it's still there. I think it's still there. I got to find So next time you're going fetus. to UCB, just, just do a little loop. Cow fetus or cat fetus? Cow. Coffee. Calf. Let's see if I can find this thing on my phone. Yeah. You don't got it. No, don't I don't want to see it, that. I'll let no. it be. I'll let the movie be my yeah, first the movie. Yep. Again, let the movie wash over yep, me or whatever yep, the fuck. Yep. Yep. <laughs> don't spoil that for me. Yeah. I feel like you're gonna show me Tub Girl or some horrific internet thing. I don't Jesus. know what that is. Me oh, neither. Oh, you don't? Don't Do show favor. us that either. Never look it up. And who and whoever I might just cut it out of this episode. Whoever just heard me just now, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Don't ever look it up. It's the worst what thing my eyeballs have seen. We don't plug uh evil pure evil evil. um we don't plug the devil (laughs) through the internet cameron sincerely thank you for deciding to pick um maholland drive and talking about lynch this is a great like primer this is a great like here like here's what you're getting into yeah discussion i I think it's also we're talking like naomi watts this was like her big like she'd done some stuff before but this was like her big people discovering her good she's great she's really great in it uh justin theroux is kind of this like director yeah He's good too. Yeah, um, has more hair now. I really enjoy. Uh, yeah. I really enjoy Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah, he was great. So weird. <laughs> it's so Maybe weird. he's upset, Diane. But he loves Lynch. Does do a lot of like interesting casting in his movies. Well, the like, little oh, character huh. actors. Coco's the best. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just like that one guy, I can't even remember the guy from Jackie Brown. Who's in oh, it Robert for, Yeah, who's in it for five oh, yeah. seconds. Yeah, he's in one and scene. I was expecting him to be like a big part. Yeah. He's so good. But yeah. no, one scene. Here's another thing I want to circle back to. Uh, Cameron, you're talking. Scary lady. Yeah. What scary lady? What do you mean? What? The caveman? The is it a caveman? What's it was that? a woman. That is an actress. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Back okay. behind the diner? That's a, that's a famous frightening scene. That's a little scene a lot yeah. of people talk about. Is being it's like, so scary. Because it's, uh, it's unnerving. That's and the they, thing. it and, jumps out, yeah. And it doesn't hold long enough for you to see clearly, so it's just like, uh, uh. so it's well, one of those. And uh, you're expecting her to jump back yeah. up. Well, and it just and she's kind of smiling. <laughs> well, it's also playing with uh, your what you expect to happen in a movie because he he describes this whole thing and the walk mm-hmm. is slow and you're like, well, of course he's going to turn the like the music is rising and you're thinking he's going to turn the corner and there's not going to be anything there and he'll yeah. be like, oh. So the fact that this thing does come out and he falls down and like and maybe it dies, never maybe happens, has a heart like, attack. Like, yeah. <laughs> It reminded me of that one still shot in The Exorcist when he's having the dream. That's just like a painted face. That's like quiet. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. the creepiest. You know, it's you're just like, so oh, scary. So that scary. face is the worst. Haunting. I had nightmares about it. So good. Um, I'm gonna have nightmares maybe tonight about that face tonight. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> like, watch it's a not cartoon. even that scary, but I feel like that's gonna before come bed. up later. Watch a cartoon in my before brain. bed. Watch a. Ca- I'm watching a Wonder Woman cartoon. Uh, before David bed. Lynch is gonna fuck with my dreams. Mm-hmm. You watch the monkey thing. Does he fuck bed? with your yeah. dreams? Just kidding. That will cleanse my palate right away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm interviewing a monkey. Cameron, oh man, Cameron, when you said that, um, it'll be that lady <laughs> interviewing a monkey. Yeah, right. In my dream. Like, 
caveman lady. Now, Keller's making a noise, but she never made a noise in the movie. That's he's, the noise no. he's making. He's making like an orc from the Lord of the Rings noise because that's yeah. how she looks. It's very much she just slides yeah. in and slides yeah, out. That's it. <laughs> Soundless. I bet she could be like, well, hi. Like real nice <laughs> yeah. voice. Hey. I was doing my yeah. nightmare. Sorry, guys. Yeah. All right. Fair, uh, fair. Cameron, you mentioned how actresses uh, have talked about working with David Lynch and really uh, like thinking that he's fantastic to work with. I think that's really interesting because we were talking about the scene where uh, the, the two the, the two women uh, have sex and they like make love and it's ve- you know and it's very it's very sexy but it's not like you said while we were watching the movie it's not male gazy it's it not doesn't titillating feel... for a male audience it's not you know yeah in two thousand one yeah uh, anybody watching it now but in two thousand one it was like kind of a big deal that scene was like a oh, big yeah. deal um because they didn't shy away they committed man they committed to it and I think it's also the fact that it's like at that time. Any other kind of like uh, gay love scene, lesbian especially, yeah, was usually kind of like very, <laughs> for lack of a better term, grindy. Like it was made to like, yeah, get yeah, men yeah. like, oh my god, like, yeah. And, yep. and this is a very pulpy movie, but kind of like something like Wild Things. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and that's the point of that movie is to feel or very cruel intentions pulpy. they made out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whereas this one, I think, because you're supposed to feel the emotion mm-hmm. with Naomi Watts, there is mm-hmm. that kind of like balance, and then also the fact that the second kind of love scene they have is like far more aggressive yes yeah and she's like stop it yeah kind of a thing. it's sad and it that's what and it, it's a subtle thing in a film that i think a lot of people can miss is that the first half of that movie is lit and shot very differently than the second chunk mm-hmm. and how mm-hmm. things are done and all this other stuff it's very mm-hmm. uh, even just how people are made up and stuff yeah yeah very how her hair is done and everything yeah. yeah makeup and everything uh but i i wanted to add to that 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 mm, it, it doesn't surprise me that that uh, women actors have have praised working with David Lynch because of just the way that that scene worked in the movie. I was like, this hopefully is a male director who kind of knows what he's aware doing. Of the sensitivity Aw- he's just aware, it. just aware. So well, I think there was a, there was a degree because of... I'll bring this up. Yeah, we watched uh, Do the Right Thing. Oh, l- mm-hmm. late last year, mm-hmm. right? So pretty recently, and Rosie Perez, amazing in the film, right? Spike Lee directing the movie, starring in the movie. And it became famous, and we talked about it, that Rosie Perez was a little bit traumatized working on that. Like, she did not want to do the nude scene, the way that they did it. All of that stuff was very, yeah. very difficult for her. And we kind of talked about, like, oh, was Spike Lee, this guy who's in his 20s, directing this movie, like, was he in the right? Was he in the wrong for the way he approached this as a director, as well, a was in the wrong. male co-star? Yeah. So, you know, but then Rosie Perez has also talked about it, about, like, like she understands what the sure every, like important to the scene whatever bullshit but like it was still it's, it, that's it's, interesting one because right? like she even I think as recently as like a year ago was yeah. still doing like interviews with, with next to Spike sure like talking about and that's not sure. to say I think they're like fine any, but sure, like, yeah. sure I think she has listen, been like hey wasn't it, the coolest thing you could have done it was part champ. of the it was it's been part of the conversation it was part of the conversation when we did Kill Bill yeah of like knowing that how Uma has talked about. How, you know what? How Quentin directed her for some sequences and scenes, and it's like they've patched things up, but but they haven't worked together. Like you know, it's just all part Although of. Although her conversation. daughter was in Once Upon a Time, that's true. That's yeah. very true. Um, uh, yeah, that was nice to see her in that. I liked I, her in Stranger Things. Anyway, the I, point I, I'm trying to make is, yeah. it was cool that without knowing the behind the scenes, I watched the scene in the movie tonight. We all watch it together, 
and I was asking Cameron like, okay, does this does this movie uh, when we got to this point, does this have a gay following? Does it have like is it considered queer cinema? Like you know, we talked a little bit about it just just from our perspective, but to then have you go, yes, actresses have discussed how great it is working with David Lynch. That made me feel good. That, well, like, and, uh, seems uh, he's aware. And also, I think it's worth pointing. Like, the three of us are talking, but like Abby was watching it with us, and Abby mm-hmm. was like, "This seems pretty hot." Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. She was. She wasn't like, "Ugh." No, like, no, no, right, no, right, no. I don't no, want no. like that. No. But uh, the fact no. that we had at least a female sitting watching yes. with us, and she wasn't like, Guys. "Well," and the whole time yeah. Abby was like, "Oh, they're gonna fuck." Yeah. And Hector's like, like "What? No. Really? You think yeah. you're going to? What?" Yeah. yeah. And then Hector it leaned into the joke and was yeah. like, "Oh yeah, definitely." based off of that and then they were and then they did and, and I was like no, they oh. did. and I said I did not then know the were, movie was going to go this way no. and Abby kind of did and she you know she saw that coming and uh and I yeah I thought that was really funny is that even though we're sit we're the three of us were sitting there talking about like like the cinema of the movie that Abby wasn't like guys it's ju- it's be- the movie's gross you guys are just being dumb yeah, yeah. you know and be like you know being uh uh turned on by this like scene or whatever she was also like no this is great this is uh this yeah. is a great scene and i think like and i was uh, putting in the context that this came out in 2001 i think if it came out today there would be a discussion of like well these actresses aren't gay sure. and is that Absolutely. okay but it would be different today. It, yeah. Like, yeah, David Lynch would do, I'm sure, do it differently. Yeah, so. and I think there's the reason there's also there's been a degree of actresses not not defending David Lynch, but kind of coming out to be like, oh, it's great to work with it because it, when Blue Velvet came out, there is a lot of like sexual violence yeah. in that film, and yeah. there's a lot of aggressiveness towards uh, Isabella Rossellini. Yeah. And Ebert, in his review, was like, oh, this feels exploitative, and sure. you know, I felt bad for her as an actress, and this sure. and the other, blah, blah, blah. And then Isabella Rossellini came out and said, essentially, she might have changed her tune since sure. then. I have not seen this, but ever since then, she's basically always come out and been like, shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I wanted to do those scenes. Yeah, sure. And it was my choice. Sure. <laughs> so well, and I think yeah. like there's a degree of like, um, there can be a case of um, a director kind of getting hit with like, oh, do you always have to portray right vi- sexual violence against sure, women? Sure, sure, sure. To then like have these actresses kind of come out and go, well, that's the story, right? That's what we're trying to do when we want to tell these stories. Yeah, no, yeah, I thought it was like tasteful, and I didn't think it was um, exploiting the actresses at any point, or right. you know, yeah. Anyway, I thought that was cool. All right, so now we've gotten to the point in the show. Where Cameron is going to contribute a brand new movie to the oh, list, fuck, y'all. Oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. Third movie that Cameron's adding to the list. It can be any movie ever. It can be the movie we watched tonight. It can be something Cameron remembers from childhood. It could be something he watched last week. As long as he feels strongly enough, one way or the other, that it deserves to exist on a list of the 500 greatest movies of all time. And again, we want to know your thought process. Yeah. What else ran through your mind yeah. any on other, the way there? Any other runners up? Do you want to know the other movies you've picked in the past? I remember it was The Fly yeah. and Young Frankenstein. The excellent picks. Double whammy. Excellent picks. That is a double header if I've ever Yeah. Watch heard those of one. back to back. Yeah. Huh. Try that. In all honesty, yeah. I'm gonna keep blue I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep Mahal and Drive. Mahal and Drive, really? Yeah. That's honestly on. like it definitely should be. Did this convo yeah. contribute to that at all? No, I had a pretty good feeling Fuck. I wanted to do Okay, come on, man. I, I, say I, the convo contributed. You know what? It's it. big, big bad way. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I think it I think um you know, it's easy for Hollywood to fall in love with itself, but I think sometimes a lot of amazing movies come out of speaking about Hollywood, yeah, and I, his experience in Hollywood is probably very different, very from different. Everyone else's, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't, and I, I think it's good to have a movie like that on there. And yeah. he does show that yeah. the director is like an exploitative dick. Yeah, 
who yes and that also you probably don't necessarily have control yeah if you think even if you think you do yeah um but now who doesn't have control the actor or the director the director lost his movie but at least in the dream lost the movie and again, that's the interpretive uh. stuff of like, what is he saying? <laughs> is he and then he threw what a are tantrum. David Lynch's like, dreams. I don't know. What if they're just like super norm core? Yeah, like they it's are. Like He's just living a normal getting up, life, getting the mail. Like it's just the most. <laughs> He's like, already had three Paddingtons made in yeah, his dreams. Yeah, He's just like, like very totally straightforward. But it's in black and white. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> beautiful little. Yeah. Has anyone ever ever like done like no nope, keep this movie? Yeah, this uh, I think you are one of two. I might be wrong. But uh, Adam, Adam Lavick, did. he kept Halloween. Adam Lavick kept the original Halloween after we watched it, just because it, it's just like the best. So like, like you right. can't, yeah. you can't, yeah, knock it. And I think ta- some I movies think like don't belong. We're watching like, it, fuck that movie. yeah, watching it, talking about it, we were all just riding that high of the first Halloween. So Adam was like, yeah, I'm gonna keep it. Like I'm not, you know, I can't, I can't. Again, if you're trying to compare even genres or placeholder, which you sort of did with the last two movies, right? You yeah. sort of talked about that. Like, when you talk about, like, the slasher or the uh, classic horror film, like, it's not going to get Well, and I think for me there was than, also a degree, yeah. too, of, like, you know, uh, for History of Violence, mm-hmm. I like that movie, but I was like, are there any other Cronenbergs? And mm-hmm. I think there was maybe one more. I think it was just The Fly, maybe. Well, yeah. no, I don't think The Fly was even on there. So oh, I was like, oh, The Fly was, should be. Yep, and that's where yep, I put The Fly. Yep. I think if this was the only Lynch, if it was just Mulholland. You'd pick something else. I think I'd pick... Uh, I think I would have picked Blue Velvet. There you go. But because but Blue Velvet is on the top list, one hundred. I'm just like, yeah. Okay, cool. Keep Mulholland. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Awesome. Very cool. Good. Um, well, then we don't even need to talk I'm about sorry. why Mulholland Drive is great. But why don't you tell everybody why your movie of 2020 is Sonic the Hedgehog so far? Yeah. Why of all the movies? Oh, yeah. I mean, um, you haven't even seen Birds of Prey yet. That's why then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you haven't seen Birds of Prey. I don't know. What are my options? What else came out? The I Way Back. <laughs> I, not out yet. No, I know. Are you going to go see it or going to go see oh, Sonic for I'm a very, fifth time? I'm very excited. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm very excited for the way back, though. But not as excited to see Sonic for the fifth time. You know what? <laughs> Be nice to him. <laughs> Be nice to him. He came all the way over here, brought us the movie. I know. Got to be know. nice now. And he's got to drive all the way back. And, yeah, uh, it's true. We had a blast. No, we had a blast. <laughs> at, at some point, I'll get bored of this in like a week or two. Like, it, yeah. like I'll drop it. I'll some drop new it. movie will come out. I can't remember. Do, yeah. we, do I pick my next movie on the air or do we not it's do that? It's because so. the thing is also like to. Cameron... Genuinely likes worse movies. <laughs> <laughs> How dare! I, I'm sure I do too. Let me. Okay. I'm sure. I'm, I'm not saying it's I'm, here, Cam. No, no, no. If you I'm want, gonna, oh, oh. if you want to do this on the air, let's, let's look at movies that are 2021. Any movie that's not highlighted. You might already have one called. Honestly. Uh, actually, let me double check. Let me double check. I don't see your name, and I think that's. Uh, it because we go to three hundy next year. So yeah, no, you don't have one for twenty twenty one. You want to pick one on the air? Here we go. We can. We starting here at three forty nine or three forty nine because three fifty. Sam Humphreys has already claimed Planet of the Apes. Ooh, smart That's boy. gonna be dope. The original. That's gonna be dope. Um, so we got all these. It's pretty good. I'm gonna ask Keller because while we're doing this, we're making we're not just like dead air in it. Yeah. Keller, in your mind, what are some of the worst movies I've, I've seemingly liked? I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I just know uh, that you are willing to like watch a B horror movie yeah, that yeah. like most people are like, yeah, schlockies, yeah. And we go Cameron, and you're like, oh, True. I love it, I love it. You, you get, love you're it. like, oh, I do. That's love what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You uh, have that. You want that one? You want to do that one? Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. No, oh no do something. <laughs> we don't want to. I mean, has anyone Wait, when is Sonic movie? the Hedgehog? <laughs> <laughs> has anyone intentionally picked a movie to like rip on, on it? it? Yeah, of yeah. course. Absolutely. <sighs> yeah. Keep going. I don't <laughs> that happens all the time. 
That happens all the time. Yeah. Aladdin. Braveheart. You want to do Braveheart? I mean... <sighs> we need I, somebody oh to Boo maneuver Gibson, that with but, us. Yeah, Boo Mel Gibson. But I think that's a great movie, but Boo Mel Gibson. The Truman yeah, Show? I agree. Oh, so how about good. this? Out of Sight? Steven Soderbergh's Out of Sight? <laughs> out of Sight's actually pretty pretty good. That's yeah, it's really, in the really top good. 500 movies. What's, number, what's number 300? What's... <laughs> Ooh, OG Suspiria's in that chunk. You know, in all honesty, you know who you should get for OG Suspiria? Oh, you look, you have somebody. You have somebody. Who do we have? Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Don't spoil that. Don't spoil that. But I think I, who who would you have picked? It's Dario Uh, Argento. Nugent. Because she's a big Argento. Oh, very cool. Okay. Well, I'm sure, I feel like we got more Dario Argento now, don't we? I doubt it. Let me double check. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I'd love to be wrong. I think he has two biggies. The other one might be on yeah. there. Oh, there's the other one. Yeah. Okay. Dude, you want to watch American History X with us, dude? 272. I think you got somebody on that one. Want to watch us Radio Days? Woody Allen Radio Days? Mm. You know what? It's going to be a love fest. Oh, fuck. We have two Woody Allen movies in the same goddamn month. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Good luck. I'm gonna, Good luck. I quit. Uh, Terminator. I quit. I quit. You going to do Terminator? Yeah. James Cameron, Ooh, the original? Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. It will be a love fest. It'll just be a love fest. That'll it be another be. one. Yeah, you're going to end up being like, well... This one's going on the list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, hang on. Just kidding. You'll pick Terminator 2. Yeah, I don't know if T2's been chosen yet. Let me see. So where, might... where are the other Camerons? Oh, what's are your favorite Cameron? Cameron? Rice. Easy. <laughs> right, guys? <laughs> Crow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let yeah. me see. Okay, it is Kirk. on the list because I was going to say, yeah. if Aliens Cameron's wasn't, I'd be like... Aliens is there. Good, good. Aliens, Aliens might be the highest rank. Yeah, dude, that's number 30. T two is thirty five, which is pretty, which is pretty strong showing from it's the same good. director. To have Alien you know, is on here, right? And higher than no Alien. Wait, wait, wait. Alien yes, sorry, different director. Of course, of course, of course, of course, of course. Higher, yeah. You I just think got actually, angry. I think it is. Alien. Yeah. Oh wait, thirty three. And it's what's 35? Aliens? I think Aliens is way higher. Thirty five. I mean lower. Yeah, thirty. No, thirty. Aliens so, ranked higher than Alien? Yeah, by three. Okay, Cameron, give me your thoughts. How crazy is that? We don't that? get those thoughts for another I 10 years, so what are you, how do you feel about it? Hang on a minute. Hang on. Just, just, <laughs> I'm sorry. Just, just for... Just, I want to know. I do, too, but I, I just... I want to know. Can you tell me? Two different songs. <laughs> Two different it songs works. we just did. Yeah, we did a mashup of Phil Collins from Tarzan. And <laughs> I want to know if you really love me. Mixed with I want to know. Can you show me? Wow, it's impressive. It's so what? great if you picked one of those for karaoke and just sang the other on top of it <laughs> to just fucking break so people's good. brains. Boo! There's a lynch moment. <laughs> it gets so confusing. I would yeah. not be able to look at the screen. Yeah, <laughs> those weirds throw me doing? out the Your whole time. Your eyes just go in opposite directions. Well, what is? I'm gonna sing the lyrics like correct. Me. Yeah, but in the other song's yeah. tune. That's an impressive. That really so I want to answer Keller's question, but okay. what did you, you were like, I was just going to say. Yeah, here we go. The debate between alien aliens. Yes. It is like a Star Wars, Star Trek. The nerd geek world has already kind of decided, look, you yeah. can do Star Wars, Star Trek, but they're different. They do different things, so different genre. Oh, they do. One they do. sci-fi, one fantasy. So all I'm saying is it's become a well-known thing. Alien mm-hmm. versus aliens. One's horror, one's action. Like they're doing yeah. different things. Yeah, 100%. So. And I would even argue that even with those two genres... But do they contradict each other? Why can no. they kill the aliens so easily in the second one? Mm. More like guns. Bigger guns. Bigger guns? Well, no guns, period. Guns, okay. period. Right. <laughs> they had no guns in Alien. They oh, just had they their have, flames oh, yeah, there. space truckers. And no, you gotta get close. No Arnold in the first one or the second or any aliens. <laughs> I wanted to kill the aliens. <laughs> and Jim said, no, wrong Jim movie. Said, no. 
And I you said, got to go lie, but why? be true about it. <laughs> Get out of here. Jim. I love true lies, too. Put me in the movie. So Jamie good. Lee Curtis. <laughs> you can see her boobies, I'm, kind of. I'm a spy. <laughs> she's a spy. She's my wife. I'm the spy. It's a great movie. Come back for Dog Fate. We got to stop doing Arnold impressions. It's the best. It'll get good at some point. What it, we'll, when, in 10 years, we'll be good at an Arnold yeah, impression. Yeah, in 10 years. What Being did you? Governor's fun. What did you think of Terminator: Dark Fate? Look at my tiny horse. I like it a lot. Okay, I like it a lot. Okay, great. yeah. Keller hasn't. Keller, you seen half I of it? I got half an hour left. Yeah. Your TV, your TV showing it. Yeah, yeah. 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 We're watching yeah, the chunks. Yeah. I'm, I told <laughs> it's you, I don't stuff. it's episodic. No, uh, so the alien aliens debate. Here's the thing: they're both really close for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. The only reason I think I go alien just a little over aliens, just a little, is it because I agree it is a horror action thing and all that. Um, it's really more that alien sort of uh, set the guidelines and was suddenly yep. the blueprint for so many movies. Not just its own franchise. Not just its own franchise. I'll give you that. So many movies and so many movies. And, and also the fact that it's like, oh, you can do... And there have been like uh, Mario Bava and a couple other filmmakers had done horror in space stuff. Right. But Alien like perfected right, it, right? Right. And was then like a lot of people were like, "Oh, you can really kind of mm-hmm. play with genre and do this kind of stuff." Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I love Aliens, and I think Aliens is like a great white fisted action movie that does yep. character and plot and all that stuff fantastically. Yep. I love 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 Aliens, but Alien is just like, but again, it's like the. The, the different genres. Yeah. It's like Alien yeah. is a preference. perfect symphony with so many instruments playing exactly right. Mm-hmm. And Aliens is a great rock song mm-hmm. where five instruments are playing exactly what you want to hear. Yeah. That's yeah. loud as now, possible. I'm going to ask you this question, but don't answer it until next year. Oh, fuck. The Terminator or Terminator 2? Don't answer it until next year. You're going to have to tune in. I do have an answer. Cameron Ross. <laughs> I, I'll take the arrow. Don't you say Sonic Cameron anything? Sonic. <laughs> Don't you ruin the Terminator Love theme with the Sonic. word Sonic? Oh my God! The Hedgehog. <laughs> so much. <laughs> oh. oh, Cam, thank you so much for being our thank guest you tonight. Of course, much. this was a blast, man. I feel like I got a great like David Lynch 101 class, and it's given me so much fuel to like be ready for the you know for the rest of it. Now I feel like I can watch Twin Peaks. You, Truly. you can and you deserve to. I did. I do deserve it. I do. What do you think? Because again, yeah. like it's similar in that it's very like the acting is very stylized. I'm gonna watch mm-hmm. one a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like they intended. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so good. I love it. It's great. Uh, Keller, who's uh, our guest gonna be next week, and what movie are we watching? I always forget. I never. I never check. <laughs> I never check beforehand. Do you want me to just? Do you want me to say it? Yeah, you got to say it. Okay. We're watching the movie Two Days in Paris next week, which you can watch currently streaming on Amazon Prime. Julie Delps. Julie Delps is in it. And um, it's also on Roku for free with ads on the Roku channel. And it's on Hoopla for subscribers and Canopy with a K for subscribers. Guys, get a library card. Hoopla. It's, it's right surprising there. that it's on the list. Yeah, like, I would agree. Do not get but me listen, wrong. Like, came out in 07, so it had yeah. an impact. Just a year later, people were like, oh, we got to do Two Days in Paris. And our guest is going to be... The illustrious, illustrious, biggest Tom Bombadil fan on the planet, Mr. Jason Charles Miller, is Damn. coming back. The biggest on the planet. Biggest on the planet. How do we he swing sent that? me the other day. He sent me a link 
the 71 best Tom Bombadil images on the internet. I'm like, Jason. I didn't know that existed. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't what nobody are you doing? knows what Tom Bombadil looks, looks like. like. He's a fictional okay. character from a book. Yeah. And they cut him out of the movies. All right. Cut so right, Rightfully so. Did they cut Go, him out? Yeah. Did they make that part of the movie? No, sorry. They, I no, wish it's there was like the some... They omitted him from the script, Man, I should Peter say. Peter Jackson knows what he's fucking doing. Yeah, he's dude. like, immediately... Well, Tom Bombadil's got to go. There's yeah. three hours out of our movie. <laughs> <laughs> Why is Peter Jackson from the Bronx? I fucking love it here in New Zealand. You guys hey, seen King Kong? I'm going to move here. I love it so much. Holy shit. I can't believe I'm making this movie. Yes. I got yeah. bad taste. You ever had a New Zealand hot dog? My, oh, God, my man. God, get out of here. Forget about it. So much pineapple. It's made out of sheeps. I walked into <laughs> I walked into New Line Cinema and I said, here's my idea for two movies. They said, wait a fucking minute. Isn't the Lord of the Rings three books? I said, give me a blank check. They said, okay. Anyway. Oh, well, you can't fix the Hobbit movies for <laughs> us. I was like, okay, Okay, dude. Guillermo. Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cameron. <laughs> You've seen those behind-the-scenes featurettes, the expendices. I'm you know, so tired. <laughs> me and Andy Circus were so pissed. <laughs> me uh, and everyone at Weta got fucking yeah, tanked that night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had a good time. Uh, anyway, go watch Alita Belita. Pretty good. Alita Belita, Angel. <laughs> Cameron, <laughs> where can people follow you on the internet? Follow your work. Is there anything that you want to point them to? Other than, of course, watching El Ray Nation. Mm-hmm. And David every, Lynch every, films. Every Thursday night on the El Ray Network and David Lynch films. But you can they can follow you at the Cameron Rice. The Cameron Rice on okay. Twitter and then Instagram Cam Rice Photo. Cam yeah, Rice Photo. Yeah, photographer. Mm-hmm. He's your guy. Pay Hector. Pay Hector. That's right. I get 10%, baby. And I get 10% of yeah, that. That's it's right. a good deal. That's right. Uh, Kelly gets a dollar. <laughs> and I get $10. That's right. Uh, no, Cameron's well, worth more than Cameron that. gets work. I'm making bank. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, uh, yeah, follow Cameron's amazing photography work. It absolutely crushing it. Just featured in what magazine? Uh, Esquire Suburb. Uh, uh, Siberia, uh, si- Siberia. That is cool. Wow, God, I stumbled damn. that real yeah. bad. That's <laughs> Esquire, Esquire Suburbia. Suburbia. That's awesome. It's a different kind of Esquire. Esquire Disturbia. No, it's uh, Esquire Serbia. Esquire Serbia. Very damn, cool. That's yeah. amazing. Very very cool. And um, yeah, so watch El Rey Nation. Follow Cameron. Follow him online. And uh, go watch Two Days in Paris. And we'll be back next week with Jason Charles Miller. Thanks for listening, y'all. Bye. Bye. Later. <laughs> Watch Two Days in Paris. We'll be back in seven days in Los Angeles. <laughs> All right. That was a good post credits, Keller. We'll leave that in. Goodbye. Oh, I thought you stopped. No, I'm still recording. Bye, everybody. Oh, man. I saved that bit for after. <laughs> you're, just, you're just sitting on it? Exactly. I was like, oh, just press that space bar, dude. <laughs> Here we go. I got, I got a, a killer. I got good a killer one. one. You got but I'm too can, embarrassed. The people can't hear it. It's exclusive. Well, we kept it. Okay. And now we'll say. Goodbye. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.